those of us who are believers, we're good. <laughs> we are good. One thing we should continue to do, as we should have been doing, is promoting the gospel of peace. So I just want to admonish you this morning, just for a few moments, uh, talking about the goodness of God. The goodness of God. God is good, saints. The goodness of God. And today is perhaps the most momentous or cogent, if you will, day in Christendom. Why? Because we celebrate, listen to this, we celebrate the man resurrection. <laughs> resurrection is not so much about a day as it is a man. If you remember in the book of John around chapter 11, when Lazarus died and Martha came to Jesus and she said, had you been here, <laughs> he would have not died. But Jesus assured her, he will rise again. And she goes to say, I know he will in that day of resurrection. No, then Jesus comes back and says, I am the resurrection <laughs> and the life. So listen, this is not about so much about a day as it is a man. Are you here? So we are celebrating the man resurrection. That word resurrection, it is the Greek word anastasis, which literally means to stand up or to stand again, to be erect. It refers to the physical resurrection of the body. Now, understand this, Christ's resurrection, this is why it's so important in Christendom. It is his physical resurrection is the foundation upon which Christianity stands. Had not he rose from the dead, our, this relationship our walk would be futile. It would be in vain. But he not only got up, but he was seen. Oh, you hear? That's a total, that's another message. But Christ's physical resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. So that's why we celebrate today. Because our Savior lives. Which also, now I want to say something. His resurrection not only guarantees the future resurrection of all believers, but it, uh, it also gives us a present resurrection reality where we are able to stand. <laughs> I'm talking about the goodness. I'm just encouraging you about the goodness of God. You are able to stand even in the midst of this pandemic because he got up, you got up. Not then, but now. <laughs> yeah. Now, just let me give you a couple reasons why it's good that he got up. Because he got up, not only did we got up, but you have to understand, and since we got up, the same authority. See, we've been preached at all power is in his hand. That's true. But all power also is in your hand because you are in a covenant relationship with Jesus. 
So not only did he defeat sin, but you defeated sin. So not only are you able to stand over and having dominion over sin, you're out now. Here comes a good point. You're also able to stand before God in right standings. <laughs> Let me show you something. I haven't intended to go here. Romans 6. Uh, let's start at verse 4 and let's read down to verse 7. God is good, beloved. So we, so when we were baptized, I'm getting excited. So when we were baptized, we were buried with Christ and took part in his death. (laughs) And just as Christ was raised from death by the wonderful power of the Father, so we can now, not then. So we can now live a new life. Christ died and we have been what? Joined with him by dying too. So we will also be joined with him by what? Rising from the death as he. So not only was he resurrected, once you become a believer, you're also resurrected. Verses 6 and 7. Chords only. Thank you, sir. We know that our old life was put to death on the cross with Christ. That's why, see, religion keeps reminding you of sin. When you should be reminded that you have dominion over sin. We know that our old life was put to death on the cross uh, uh, with Christ. This happened so that our that our sinful selves would what? Have no power over us. Then we would not be slave to sin. Anyone who has died is made what? Free from sin's control. It's about the good news, man. Let me say something. Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins. It, first, let me say this. When the Lord began to deal with me about just, just ministering on the goodness of God, and I taught a message on the goodness of God some months ago. I'm like, okay, let me go back, refresh my notes, get some more. He said, no, that ain't the way I'm going. So you just, just get up and let's flow. Okay, so, 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 so that's what we're doing. So it, it may not be as I learned in school, title, text, thing, body, conclusion. I've learned also to flow with Holy Spirit first and foremost. Are you here? <laughs> but he was delivered over to death for our sins. And see, again, notice I said you're able to stand before God in right standings. And he was raised to life for our justification, just as if we never sinned. See, we we need to know why he came. The whole purpose of his coming was for our redemption. To put us back right where we should have been 
from the start. And once we receive him and become disciples, disciplined ones, students of the word, it is now, listen to this, our responsibility to go out to all the world and preach this gospel of peace. That's what we should be doing. That's what we're supposed to be preaching. Romans 4.25 Amplified says this, who was betrayed and crucified, here it go, because of our sins and was raised from the dead because of our justification. Listen to this. Our acquittal absolving us of all sin before God. When God sees you, beloved, he sees you again holy, blameless, and without guilt. Now, I'm going somewhere because we're talking about the goodness of God. When just about everything that is bad is blamed on God, it makes it nearly impossible to believe that God is good. Let me say it again. When just about everything that is bad is blamed on God, it makes it nearly impossible to believe that God is good. Sir, God is good. And I went there because, again, you are hearing believers. This is a time. Listen. If you were students of the word. You should know already, beloved believer, that you are good no matter what happens. So we shouldn't spend our time condemning other believers, saying that this is God's way of trying to correct you or 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 or, or re- <laughs> he he I've been saying it for I don't know how long he's judging you he's doing this he's he's correcting you he wants you to get right listen you cannot get any more right with God than that which Jesus has already provided for you yeah 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 you want to walk upright here. You want to be good morally, spiritually, and those sorts of things. But from a righteous standpoint, nothing I can do. We've already been acquitted. So let's stop again contorting scripture to beat down the believer. So, so, and I'm saying that to say let's stop putting this pandemic On we got to do better as Christians. When the flu was running rampant, I don't hear anybody. We got to do better as Christians. People are dying by the thousands of cancer. I don't hear anybody proclaiming we have to do better as Christians. People dying daily in car wrecks and other, 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 other means. But I don't hear people proclaiming, so let's stop out of ignorance, declaring that the believer has to get right, live right, walk upright, but this is not because of you. Now, let me say this. Whenever people say that God is, let me listen to this. Because whenever we say that God is trying to get the believer to get right, what they're saying is that your own efforts is what justifies you before the Father. That's not true. 
And just because God allows something does not mean that he aroused it or animated. In other words, just because this thing is happening does not mean that God is the one that gave life to it because he allowed it. Now, now, talk about the goodness of God. Can we learn something from this? Absolutely. Can we learn something? Absolutely. In 1 Thessalonians, the word of God encourages us that in all things, we should give thanks. We're not giving thanks for COVID, but as a result of COVID-19, we're seeing some things perhaps that we've taken for granted. Like, man, I can't wait to get back to worship. I can't wait to fellowship. Use it. There's a lot we can learn from. Maybe you could use this opportunity to realize that, hey, you know what? I need to work on my marriage with my marriage. Perhaps I need to be a better mother, better father, reconnect with my children, reconnect with love. But, but whatever the reason is, there's a lot of good that could come out of it. Absolutely. Perhaps to, to, to the, 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 the rich man who, who felt like money could save you. Your safety was in your possessions. Maybe this is a good time to realize with all this money, with all these toys, I still can't overcome this fear that has gripped me. Maybe that's the time for you to realize, wait a minute, I need this man called resurrection. <laughs> and here's another thing. Should we stay woke? Absolutely. I showed you last week. Peter encourages us to literally stay woke, be alert, be sober. Jesus encourages us to watch as well as pray. The Apostle Paul encourages us to awake uh, from our sleeping. In other words, Paul was telling us we should live in such a way that our devotion that, that shows or expresses our devotion to Christ, our discipline to Christ. Why? Because time is of the essence and, and the time of our salvation is near. In other words, watch this. The moment you got saved 20 years ago, we are closer now to the ultimate victory or, or the return of Christ today than we were last year when you got saved. So when people are, are, are saying different things, listen, if we study our Bibles, we would know exactly where we are. As a matter of fact, if you really want to be uh, up on things, allow Holy Spirit. Come into a relationship with Holy Spirit. Spend time in his presence and he will let you know everything that you need to know. Let, let me show you that. First John 2.27. You want to stay abreast of times and seasons? What's going on? Connect with Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's good. God is good, saints. As for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you receive from him remains permanently in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. Now, he's not saying that we should not teach some people to instruct us and give us things and tell us things. But he's saying there are specific things 
that man doesn't know that Holy Spirit can let us know or reveal to us. But just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence. See, so when you stay in his presence, he would give you insight and know where. Listen, don't you go out here declaring that I'm trying to strike people down, but rather you keep promoting the gospel of peace and letting, rather than telling people how bad I am and I'm not, let people know how good I am. How good is he? While I was yet in my sins, he loved me, gave his son for me. But just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him, being rooted in him, knit to him. Do you see that? So if I, if I want to, again, this is not a time where we should be in panic. Not the believer. Why? Many of you, I hear you saying you can't wait to see Jesus, so you should be excited. <laughs> see, see, it's almost, we, 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 we tell you he's coming and you're scared. Don't you want to see him? <laughs> but there's yet work to do. There's much work to do. Are you here? But, but, but I want you to know because, li listen guys, God is good. And, and listen, it, it, it's not a good thing to go around uh, uh, con one condemning believers and saying how bad God is. Because now the man who desires God or the woman desires God, they feel like, again, I'm not good enough for him to even look this way. That's why you hear him saying things like, when I get it together, I will get, when I get it, man, he loves you now selling dope. He loves you now dancing on the pole. He loves you now extorting. He loves you now in your deepest, whatever your sin may be, he loves you now and wants to receive you now. So you can't, listen, you cannot get any more right with God than that which Christ has already provided from a righteous standpoint. Listen, when he got up, you got up. And he presented you to the Father blameless. <laughs> Did y'all see where I just showed you that he acquitted you, absolving you of all sin before God? So he's not looking at you as some old dirty, filthy child of his. He sees you as his beloved. Are you with me? Talking about the goodness of God. I, I just want to share something with you. Let me show you something. Galatians 3 and 3, then verse 6 through 9. 
And, and, and I'm, I'm saying this because you have believers in panic, and now they're out here performing, doing extra, trying to justify themselves before God, and it's creating more turmoil. You want to live upright. Don't misunderstand me. You want to live the God kind of life. You want to do those things that he has told us to do. But your righteousness is not based on how well you do those things. That's too much pressure. <laughs> that was another reason why he came. <laughs> to free us from being under the works of the law. Being that my justification is based upon how well I do. We're, no, 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 no. You're justified by your faith in God. A good God, that is. How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own, your own human efforts? Paul is talking to those at Galatia, people who were excited, running strong, and allowed those who were strict Judaizers, Judaizers to get them to conform back to being righteous based on their performance. And Paul said, that's foolish. Verse 6, in the same way Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith, the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God, not their works to work. What's more, the scriptures look forward to the time when God would, would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of what? Their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. Verse 9, so all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Listen, there is no ritual, no sacrament, no deed that can make us worthy of righteousness of Christ. And I'm saying something, I'm going somewhere because religion makes it all about what you do. You accept it by how much you can do this. And that kills, steals, and destroys. I'm going to show you. It's only by his grace in response to our faith are we made right before God. I'll say that again. It's only by his grace in response to our faith are we made right with him. No matter how sincere Human righteousness can never substitute the righteousness God offers us by faith. Wow. I'll give you a moment to write that down while I take a sip. Did you write it? Say it again. Okay. No matter how sincere, human righteousness can never substitute for the righteous God, righteousness God offers us by faith. Let me, let me, God is good. And notice I said, let's stop. Listen, if, if you are out here doing some things, Holy Spirit will convict you. What do you mean? He will point that thing out. So we're not saying he won't do that. 
But I'm saying let's stop blaming everything that's nefarious, everything that seems to be wicked on God trying to. Listen, you are already right with God, beloved. Are you here? Will you say this? I am at peace with God. <laughs> so if I'm at peace with God, certainly he's not this big angry God trying to slay me. Are there things that we could do to probably disappoint him in the sense of, you know, that's not of me. Because when I, when I mentioned uh, Paul a few minutes ago, uh, when Paul encouraged those in Rome to wake up, he was telling them, man, put on Christ, man. And he was telling them certain things, stop doing this, stop engaging in wild parties and getting drunk and having uh, uh, sex. And these, so he, he, he was just saying, listen, that is not you. So we're not making amends to live any kind of way. But I'm saying you are at peace with God. And you have to know this. And it tickles me because sometimes when you teach this type of message, you know, they're, think, they're thinking, you know, you'll come off as teaching some type of anemic, weak, watered-down gospel when in reality this is the truth. Of the matter. That God is good. You are at peace with God. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Amplified version. Therefore, since we have been justified. Here it goes again. That is acquit, acquitted of sin. Declared blameless before God. By how? Faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace. With God. See, you got to come to grips that man, I'm at peace with God. Do you see that? And the joy of reconciliation with him. Man, so if anything, I should be running around here happy, excited, and at the same time running to tell others about this goodness of God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Through him we have also what? Access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely secure, securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confidence, assurance, and expectation, enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of the exodus of power. Bam. Isaiah 53.5. Let me show you something. I heard the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. In here, shot. Watch this. And if you are doing something, Holy Spirit will convict you and deal with you based on that thing you need to get together, not condemn us all for the act that you need to straighten out. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the chastisement, the musar, the correction, the discipline of our peace or for our peace. The musar. Listen, the correction, 
the discipline that we deserve, he took. And our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are here. So the chastisement, he, he's chasing, he's just, listen, again, the Lord will convict, he will point out your wrong. Yeah, he's chasing those who love. What do you mean? He corrects. But the, 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 when we're talking about God is, he, he's doing this to you. And he's, listen, the correction, the discipline, Christ took that for me. So when I mess up, Jesus was, he's good. She's okay. Not guilty, Lord. He's blameless. She's holy. Colossians 1, verse 20. And through, here it goes again, the intervention of the Son to reconcile all things to himself, making peace with believers. L listen, you, you are at peace with God. Making peace through the blood of his cross through him. Making peace with the believers through the blood of his cross through him. I say whether things on earth or things in heaven. Listen, because of this intervention of Christ. We're at peace with God. Look at verse 22, and we've been echoing this verse here lately. Yet Christ has now reconciled you to God in his physical body through what? Death. In order. See, here it goes. So he presents you before the Father, holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Listen, guys. This is the gospel. Well, it's much more than that. I'm just giving you bits and pieces of the gospel of peace. And you need to know that God is good, man. Religion kills, steals, and destroys. Prior to Jesus' discussion of shepherds and sheep in John 10. He healed a man born blind and he was taken to the Pharisees and they investigated the healing but refused to acknowledge Jesus as the healer. So they began to mock this man for trusting Jesus. <laughs> so Jesus goes to the blind man and uh, he says to the blind man, I, I, I came that the blind may see and that those who see will become blind. And some Pharisees overheard it and they took offense. So we get to John 10. I'm just paraphrasing. We get to John 10 and listen to what Jesus says, because uh, most oftentimes we in John 10, 10, we say when we say the thief comes to kill and destroy, we say it's the devil. That's not it's not he's not talking about the devil. Nowhere in that passage of scripture, he's talking about Satan as the thief. The thief can Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, whatever you want to call him. 
in that passage, he's not talking about the devil, sir. I'm not saying that with arrogance. I'm just speaking the truth with boldness. But John 10 verse 1. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up from some other place on the stone wall, that one is a thief and a robber. Verse 7, Jesus said again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door leading to what? I'm the door for sheep leading to life. Do y'all see this? All who came to me before, all who came before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me would be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture or spiritual security. One, he tells, tells us that on this day uh, we're celebrating the man resurrection. Here go another point. Your spiritual security can only be found in him. Verse 10. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I have came that they may have life and have it uh, in abundance to the field, uh, to the full, till it fills, till to the full, till it overflows. A couple of things. Write this down. With these words, Jesus declares that he is the only way to salvation and the fullness of life. He. No other religion. And of course, Christianity is not about religion. It's about having a relationship. But there's no other way to secure your salvation other than Jesus. But who was the thief? The thief here is not the devil. This word thief in, in the Greek literally means one who steals. So figuratively, it is used here to refer to false teachers or any religion who claims a way of salvation other than Jesus. What, what, what he was saying is that any person or any religion that claims that they are the way they're robbing people of the truth. That's why I said, just as a thief climbs over the wall of the sheep gate, they bypass, watch this, they were trying to bypass false Jesus just as a thief climbs over the wall. I'm getting so excited. Let me slow down. Just as a thief climbs over the wall of the sheep gate, watch this, bypassing the gate. False teachers and religious attempt to bypass Jesus. That's why. See, see, religion will maybe acknowledge Jesus, but not say he is the way. He was one of the prophets. He was one, of, but they won't declare that he is. See, leading your way. That's a thief. Those who like the Pharisees, listen, see here again, notice, religion still kills and destroys. Those who like the Pharisees, they put man-made requirements on people for salvation. 
So anytime there are man-made requirements, that's a good indication. This is not the truth. Listen, false religions, false teachers, they steal people's ability to see the true means of salvation. The result of such thievery is death and destruction. Kill, steal, destroy. Why? Because they're trying to show you another way of security, another way of a, of a blissful life. And, it's, no, no, and, and it only steals, kills, and destroys. That's why when you do it, you're never satisfied. That's why I'm offering you Jesus. Because he's good. See, real freedom is not about religion. It's not about how much you can. It's about having a relationship. It's about depending on his efforts. Relying on what he did. In, in, in Matthew 28, Jesus tells us who are the matter of fact, if you if you are weary today or you're heavy laden, come to Jesus for rest. And in Matthew 28, 28, Jesus tells us those who are weary and burdened to come to him for rest. Now he isn't talking here about physical burdens. Rather, it was the heavy, listen, it was the heavy burden of the system of works that the Pharisees laid on their backs, that, uh, uh, that laid on the backs of the people that Jesus was offering to relieve. He was saying, listen, so, so those of you who are part of these religions and you got to do this and you have to do that and to be this and you, this, come to me. I'll give you some rest. Matthew, I, I proved to you. Look at Matthew, Matthew 23 and 4. He's, this is what he says, talking about the Pharisees. They make strict rules that are hard for people to obey. They try to force others to obey all their rules, but they themselves will not try to follow any of those rules. We hear about some of these religions and they got people forced, but, but the, 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 the ones who started the religions, look at their lives. See? Living any kind of way, but The yoke of the Pharisees or religion is the burdensome yoke of self-righteousness and legalistic law-keeping. Oh, preacher, you're telling us we shouldn't keep the law. Listen, it was the demands of the law. The requirements those things that justified us before the Father, it was nailed to the cross. Do you want to honor your father, your mother? Yes. Have no other God before me? Absolutely. But the penalties that came as a result of not obeying those things, that was nailed to the cross. Don't covet. And don't just keep the ten, keep them all. Want to walk upright, but my point is your justification isn't based on how good you are at those. That's the point. Are you here? Because if that's the case, <laughs> uh, th that's why now when you're considered unclean, you can still come among other people. 
That's why the sick people can walk right in here and have worship. That's why ladies at that time of the month, you can bounce on in and go everywhere you want to go because you're no longer considered ceremonially unclean. Uh, you hear? Matthew, let me close with this, 11, 28 through 30. So the thief, I'm talking about the goodness of God. See, now I see why Holy Spirit did, how he kind of tied this thing in. Notice, Christianity rests on him getting up. Nobody else got up. <laughs> Anyone who tries to come another uh, other way is a thief and a robber. And they're not offering you the truth. Before the word Christianity was coined in in the Acts of the Apostles, people who were believers were called, they they would call on Yahweh or the way. That goes all the way back to Genesis. The way. So, 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 listen. So when Jesus came along and said, I am the way, they knew that he was proclaiming to be Yahweh. So they knew. That's why a lot of people came against him because they knew exactly he's claiming to be Yahweh. Verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened. By religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest. Rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Following me as my disciple. For I am gentle. See, he's good. I'm humble in heart. You will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. Why is it so easy? Because it's not dependent on your efforts, but your believing. <laughs> so it's not dependent on your efforts, but your believing. So that's why you have to know that you're right, even when the righteous fall. Get back up. Why? Because I believe. I'm at peace with God. I believe. I'm blameless. I'm holy. I'm acquitted before the Father. That's why there's no condemnation. Period. In the life of the believer. Let me read that same passage from the message version and I'm done. Are you tired? I'm talking to you. Are you worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to Jesus, sir. Come to Jesus, ma'am. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. 
And you will learn to live freely and lightly. As I just said, real freedom is having a relationship with Jesus. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.